Welcome to Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And my name is Kate. And we're going to tell you how your bodies work. Ooh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, we are not. Hopefully you're old enough to know that, though. I don't even know how mine works, to be honest. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh but this is make it a podcast of course uh katie how are you i've been better yeah i say that for sure um but anyway i'm fine i'm just i'm so tired and everything that could go wrong has gone wrong and then i forgot my laptop password (laughs) which is why none of you know this but evan knows this which is why i'm late to recording i had to ring kevin and be like hi can you go into discord and read out the number that i sent you because i had to change it a few days ago and so yeah that's how i am how are you Evan? i am good Hmm. tired as always nothing new there i'm so tired no um yeah i'm good all good i'm i'm um i've been better but oh, i'm yeah. good there that's how I, that's how i'll say that should, to sum up how i am i before me and evan started recording i shoved a handful of dairy milk giant buttons into my mouth so there you go and for anyone that's not from ireland or england they're uh chocolate that is delicious it is very delicious Okay, we're going to move on to Comments Corner. So this was on our episode last week on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, the new Kendrick Lamar album. So we got some comments in. Yes. Someone wrote, not his best album. Yeah, we agreed on that. Well, I mean, I haven't listened to anything else, but you agreed <laughs> on that. We did agree on that. <laughs> you, you agreed on that. Yeah. Someone said, liked it, but not as good as Damn. Agreed. Mm, same <laughs> again no <laughs> reference but i i would agree someone said love the subject matter and felt it told a story i did tell a story it did i did and last uh, comment i would love to see the album visuals i'm saying he should have done done a lemonade on that yeah i think so too mm. i agree so next up we're going to move on to pop news uh so first off he used to be in 1d but now he's free and he's running his mouth uh on an episode of logan paul's podcast liam payne sat down to share the story of his life and how he had the best song ever in one direction liam told logan paul that the band were formed around him stating as he he being simon Kell, kind of started with my face and then worked around the rest i've never told that story before he also told Logan Paul that his debut solo single, Strip That Down, outsold the um, other members' solo songs. Liam also shared the band had a rocky relationship with uh, one another. Liam shared he, he disliked Zayn and poked fun at his former relationship with Gigi Hadid. And he also relayed a story in which a member threw him against a wall in which he responded, if you don't remove those hands, there's a likelihood you'll never use them again. Sorry, Liam, Liam Payne's not threatening anybody. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. Oh my god, where to begin with him? Right, so I'm really sad because when I was a 1D girl, I used to be a Liam girl until until I gained sense and became a Harry girl. Let's be real. Okay. But there was like when he was just on the X Factor, like I was like Liam Payne, like I used to have like pictures of him on my iPod and all. <laughs> 
My iPod Touch, like, I think he might have been my screensaver for a while as well. Yeah. Do, do we think Strip That Down sold more than any other One Direction solo song? No. No. Have you heard Slow Hands? Yes, you have, because it's on That's every radio amazing. station. Amazing. Yeah, it's so good. You told what to strip that down. I can guarantee you I've never heard that song. It's not a good song. I can guarantee I haven't heard it because I, I, when you say it to me, I'm like, what? I didn't even know he had music out. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. But I could tell you. I'm, I watched Zane's like pillow talk or whatever. That was weird. Yeah. Zane's endeavors are weird. I, like maybe he sold more than Zane. I kind of get that. Not than Zane, but That's like, big. you know, you weren't really the best vocalist, but um, he's just gelled that Niall and Harry just are superstars now. Poor Louis just like. He's just doing his thing. Killing. <laughs> I mean, look, I wasn't, I was never a fan of any of them, to be honest. I like Niall's first album. Um, that's really. Oh do you not like Harry Styles? No, I don't really care. I don't dislike him. I just don't care. Have you listened to his albums? No, I've heard songs. Mm. I don't care for what I've heard. Yeah, I like "Adore You." No, I like "Adore You." That's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. I feel like uh, I just think his albums are so good. Genuinely, I think he's a great artist. I'm not. I'm not disputing that anyway. I just. I just don't pay attention. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I listened to that podcast episode. My God, did you listen? I didn't listen to it the all. The whole thing. I've just seen the hot takes on uh, TikTok. Oh, that's well. That's all you need to see. Oh my God. Man, I just there are no words to describe Liam Payne. Kevin was telling me that like apparently like impulsive is like a podcast that people go on to and like Jake Paul or like Logan whoever which one ever one of the Logan. Logan or whatever one of the Pauls um yeah. like spores people on and like talk shit and all and apparently even Logan it was a bit too much for Logan <laughs> <laughs> Logan was a bit like oh maybe you shouldn't say that oh god okay let's move on jeez oh, we'll say no more about poor Liam Payne Mm, something we're going to say something that is Matthew Morrison so we all got to know him as the singing dancing show choir director Will Schuster on Glee but most recently uh, Matthew Morrison was fired from his role as a judge on So You Think You Can Dance due to an inappropriate text he sent to a contestant Matthew took to his Instagram to release a video defending himself he stated that the things said about him were lies and read a text message he sent it said hey it's Matthew if you don't mind, I'd love to get your number and talk you through some things. Matthew stated that he wanted to help this dancer get a job as a choreographer. As they shared a mutual respect for a and love for a choreographer Matthew has known for 20 years. I don't know. I feel like there's more to that. I feel like there's more to that too. I mean, that, but that text message could be, you read that in any context, it's weird. Yeah, like it is weird. I'm not saying that it's not weird. Like it's a weird text, but like, um, what was I gonna say? But like, that's that's not what he was fired over. He was he wasn't fired over the text. No, as in like that. There has to be more than that because you're not getting fired over that text. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
like there has to be something else more than just that maybe there's something we're not seeing or maybe it's just an accumulation of things but there's no way that you get asked from a show just just for sending a text like that that's to me that's just a verbal warning yeah yeah that makes sense Um, you know i mean that's just like the producers be like here maybe don't do that not a right you're not going to be a judge anymore because you sent a text because like look if that is the only thing like maybe it was innocent but like oh i also don't know because like you know will schuster himself gave off of very weird vibes anyway well that's a character this is a real man yeah but he plays the man he plays (laughs) he's an actor katie well he looks like a nonce he played a serial killer in American Horror Story 1984. I don't think he's murdered anyone. How do you know? We never know. Um, so we're going to move on then. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith. So we all remember the Oscar slap heard around the world. Yes. Although it felt like the world had moved on from this, it seems like the woman at the center of it all had something to say. Jada took her red tabletop platform to share this. Now about Oscar night, my deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. The state, uh, the state of the world today, we need them both. This grabbed a lot of attention. However, someone who had a lot to say was actress Vivica A. Fox, who has worked with both Will and Jada on different projects. Vivica said it, was, it, said it, it was emotional to watch that video, given how close she is with the Smiths. She said the video made her cry and she said she wished that more accountability was taken in this situation and that Jadis uh, seemed self-righteous in her comments. Ooh. Jada, we moved on. Like, why did you say this? Yeah, why did you bring it back up? Like, why? Big up the corpse. Like, it's dead. It's buried. It's gone. Bye-bye. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, I think, especially with her, I think Will just needs to get out. What do you mean of the relationship? Yeah, he needs to, he needs to end that. Yeah, of course. Like, she's cheated on him. <laughs> Many times. Many times. <laughs> and he knows about, like, he's more of a fool, to be honest. That was one of my friends. I'm like, you're dope. Yeah. I'm like, man, you're a tick. You're, I don't care if they have however many kids to have to get a dumb. You know, she seems emotionally manipulative and just her, she's an arsehole. Uh, yeah, well, she seems like an arsehole. Yeah, I've just, I've never heard, no one has anything nice to say about her. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I do. Jada, don't, don't bury it. No one cares. Like, we've moved on. Mm, I agree. Don't I agree. bring up something that, first of all, your husband is now banned from the Oscars for 10 years, which I have, I have a lot to say about, given who was not banned. Okay, I know, I know you have a lot to say about that. (laughs) Check my Twitter, it's on there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who follows Evan on Twitter knows, yeah, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I want to unfollow me on Twitter. (laughs) No, I never want to unfollow you. You're entertainment, (laughs) (laughs) anyway. So, but Jada, like, this doesn't, I know she was at the center of it, and I know it, it was he was defending her and whatever, but. Yeah, like you're know. not the one who got the punishment because of this. Look, they all need therapy. They all do. Well, I you could argue that we all need therapy. Everyone in the world needs therapy, but they specifically need therapy. Yeah. 
Anyway, moving on. So The Hunger Games uh, was a huge franchise that took over the 2010s and earned over $694 million worldwide. Looks like we're getting a new installment, the prequel movie based off the book of the same name, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, will hit cinemas November 17th, 2023. Oh, that's ages away. Yeah. What are you talking about now for? It's just like a little... They just announced it or whatever. I mean, I read that book. I didn't really like it. <laughs> yeah. I love the Hunger Games books, but just that Songbirds and Saints one was just not. It's President Snow, like, life story. Yeah. No, I've never really, I never really got into it, to be honest. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of what you said. Um, One of the weeks we on Pop News, I brought up Zach Efron saying he wanted to maybe return to High School Musical. Yeah. Like, we don't need anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need it. Like we just leave it where it is. Let it be a relic. Yeah, let it let it have it had its moment and it's fine. You know, it's like if they tried to do Harry Potter again, I'd be like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Even the Grindelwalds or whatever they are, Fantastic you... Beast. What is it? Fantastic Beast. Well, that's like yeah. a branch off, I suppose. But it's still the same franchise. I'm like, leave it all there. Leave yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah. completely. So we touched on the Met Gala in our uh, My Unorthodox Life episode and uh, someone who got a lot of attention and backlash was none other than Kim Kardashian. Mm. So you may recall she uh, wore Marilyn Monroe's infamous gold dress and then lost 16 pounds to fit into it. Kim has fought back against the criticism saying Christian Bale can do it for a movie and that is acceptable. It's all the same to me. I wasn't saying, hey, everyone, why don't you go lose this weight in a short period of time? She continued saying, I just simply couldn't have gone, which wouldn't have mattered. It was just important to me to reach that goal. Look, Mm. right, I have lots of thoughts and opinions on this, but yes, okay, people do do it for movies, but no one's excusing that. No one's saying that's okay. Yeah, no one is saying that's okay. You know, like nobody is saying that's okay. And second of all, the fact that it's not a big deal, then why did you bring it up? I kind of see it from her perspective, though. It's like a once in a lifetime thing to wear this. Like it hadn't been touched in years. And it makes sense why she'd wear it, just given her status in, you know, society. Yeah, um, no, and I get it. Like, and even like Marilyn Monroe at one point was a beauty standard. Kim Kardashian now is a beauty standard. Do you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Of course, it absolutely does make sense why she'd want to wear it. But like, it's the fact of like, she could have just done that. She could have just slimmed down in the two weeks, lost 16 pounds in two weeks and done that and not said a word to anybody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She yeah. didn't, the, the, it didn't have to come to light. So you can't be going around like um, going mad that people are annoyed at something you did when you're the one who told everybody and when it is such a big prevalent like conversation in the world at the minute like I feel like even only in the past like one or two years like is when stuff about people's like disorders with like food and body weight and body image are only really coming to light so like and the fact that she does have so many young impressionable eyes on her yeah 
she's like she I I understand the frustration and I'm sure she's gotten death threats and whatever else, but you still have to also see it from other people's perspective where like of course she like that's gonna annoy you. Because guess what? She has chefs, she has trainers. She didn't wear a single meal coming up to that, you know what I mean? Like she had people who could literally manipulate her body into that dress. And that's, I think, what she might not realise. And even if she does, like, she also has to realise that not everybody has that and that she's very, very, very privileged. No, she is. And it's it's not safe to do something like that. It's not nope. right morally. And I understand. I mean, look, I said it. I understand she, you know, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for her to wear that. And it makes sense that she, being who she is, would wear that. Yeah. But at the same time, is it really worth it? That's it. Like, what? Oh, yeah, you can say you wore a dress. Cool. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, I get it. And I do get the symbolism and everything like that. But, yeah, as you said, is it worth it? And I don't know. Yeah, I just think she has no right to be annoyed at people being annoyed at her. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she put it out there. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, it could have just went under the radar. No one had to know. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm annoyed at. It's like no one actually had to know that you did that very, very, very unhealthy thing to your body. Mm. So we're going to move on to the MTV Movie and TV Awards. They took place recently. And here are some of the winners who took home the Golden Popcorns. So first up, Sofia Martino won Best Breakthrough Performance for her role in Loki. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo won for Best Music Documentary for Driving Home to You. Huh. Daniel Radcliffe won for Best Villain uh, in The Lost City. Huh. Jennifer Lopez won Best Song for On My Way, Marry Me from the movie Marry Me. Um, best Fight went to Cassie and Maddie from Euphoria, a.k.a. Sydney Sweeney and Alexa Demi. Best Kiss went to <laughs> Poopies and the Snake from Jackass Forever. Ah, cute. <laughs> who votes for this um, to, uh, best team went to Tom Hiddleston Sofia Martino, and Owen Wilson for Loki Okay. Zendaya won for best performance in a show for Euphoria Spider-Man No Way Home won best movie uh, Jenna Ortega won best frightened performance for Scream Good. Ryan Reynolds won best comedic performance for Free Guy okay uh, best musical moment went to the Dance With Me scene in Heartstopper. Tom Holland won Best Performance in a Movie for Spider-Man No Way Home. Scarlett Johansson won Best Hero for Black Widow. Euphoria won Best Show. Uh, the Demedio Show wins Best Unscript- New Unscripted Show. Um, Sel- Selena Gomez is Selena and Chef won Best Lifestyle Show. And those are the winners. Wow, those are the gold popcorn winners. Who picks these? I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I don't even... Oh, I don't know. Is it like a board? Or is it like the people's choice? I, is it, it could it be the people's choice. If it's the people's choice, some of these make sense. Yeah, if it's the people's choice, like the poopies on the snake will make a lot of sense. But if it's like a board, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyway. I, I did enjoy the Demedia dare I say. I didn't watch it. <laughs> you are missing it. <laughs> I actually think I'd, I think I'm okay. 
Yeah, no, you, I you, think I might be fine. <laughs> you didn't miss, you didn't miss that much, but you missed it. Um. <laughs> missed out on a lot of pop culture. There you go. And final uh, fran- final franchise, final headline. Um, I'm very sad to announce. After Scream Six announced fans around the world uh, questioned who was going to be returning to Woodsboro. However, it looks like our number one final girl isn't returning. Nev Campbell has declined the offer to come back for the sixth installment in the Scream franchise. She stated, as a woman, I have to uh, work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream. I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate the value that I have brought to the franchise. It's been a very difficult decision to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You've always been so incredibly supportive to me. I'm forever grateful to you and to what this franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Makes sense. Pay her the money, please. Yeah, honestly, hopefully everyone kicks up enough fuss that they actually pay her the money. But I'm proud. Like, yeah, know your worth. No, no, that is true. She does know her worth, and she's an icon. Yeah, and like she, as she said, she's worked extremely hard, and without her, the franchise probably wouldn't be what it is. So, pair the money. Pair the money, please. <laughs> please. That's all we Thank have you. to say about that. Okay, screen franchise, pay her the money. Here's a Paramount. Paramount, yeah. Paramount, pay her the money. Thanks so much. I don't right. even care, but I know Evan cares, so now I. Care. We do. We do. Okay, just pay Nev Campbell the money. Just give her the budget, please. <laughs> Don't care if the movie's crap. Just give her the budget. Like, cut on other actors and give every, give the rest of her. <laughs> anyway, Katie, what are we talking about this week? Well, Evan, you might know that um, schools in Ireland they're just not very good at some subjects. One of those subjects being sex education. Now, it's a good thing that me and you are not actually talking about sex education today but we are actually talking about the series who follows the lives of students staff and parents of the fictional fictional Moordale secondary school as they contend with various personal dilemmas and often related to sexual intimacy intimacy <laughs> in say that word oh no i can't focus like sexual intimacy intimacy, intimacy. Intimacy. So, Evan, what is your history of sex education? Intimacy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Not that kind of show, guys. <laughs> my history with the show Sex Education. We'll get into our history with actual sex education later. Um, <laughs> so, my history with this show, I remember seeing the trailer for it and I thought Asa Butterfield. Asa? Or is it Asha? Asa? I thought it was Asa. Oh. <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Asa. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is like Shooty all over again. Yeah. Oh, at least we know Shooty's name. <laughs> I thought it was Asa Butterfield. Okay. So Asa, <laughs> Mr. Butterfield. Uh, I re- I just remember seeing the trailer. I, I was like, I know he, who he is. I thought it was Elijah Wood because he looks a lot like Elijah Wood. It's yeah. not Elijah Wood, obviously. Um, and obviously, I know him from his childhood, like his child roles um, or whatever. Yeah. And I remember seeing the trailer and I was just like, I thought it was like, oh, that might be something I enjoyed. And then I just never watched it. 
And then everyone, like it gets brought up a lot. Like I remember, I think Pennies or Primark in the UK um, had like sex education line or whatever. One of the stores did. Okay. And I just remember seeing that. And I, I don't know why. It was just always, it's always something that I've known of. I've seen clips of it on TikTok and stuff. But I'd, I've actually never watched it uh, up until doing preparation for this. So, okay. So, Katie, what's your history with the show Sex Education? Mine is similar, as in, I I heard about it for ages, and like a lot of people I knew watched it. And then I was like, Do you know what? I'll give it a go. <laughs> when I tell you, I think I got about three minutes into the episode, and I was like, No, episode one. <laughs> I was like, hard, no, 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 no. Then about a year later, so it was when um the current season was out. Um, is it season three? Yeah, there, I thought it was season four for some reason. It was season three. No, there's three seasons, I think. So when the latest season came out, Kevin was like, I want to start watching it. So he made me watch it with him. And we just fell in love. Like, we actually just fell in love and we were so, like, enthralled. And, yeah, and now I love it. That's my history with sex education. Okay, so we're going to turn it all the way back and go back to the very first episode of the Netflix original show, Sex Education. Katie, are you ready? I am ready. So the episode opens with uh, Amy and Adam having sex uh, as his family is downstairs and he fakes it. Uh, Otis walks... Uh, Otis walks up, wakes up. Sorry, what? Uh, Otis wakes up, uh, and starts masturbating until a man walks in. Turns out he was sleeping with Otis's mother. Mm-hmm. Otis's mother, Jean, comes down the stairs, and they all sit down for an awkward breakfast. Otis leaves for school and meets Eric outside. So, it turns out Jean is a sex therapist. That Jean is Otis's mother. I already said that, yes. Um, Eric and Otis cycle to school and talk about sex. Uh, the boys arrive at school and notice a group of students called the Untouchables uh, all arrive in the same car. Eric tells Otis he is the only virgin left in Moordale. Eric relays rumours about Maeve Riley to Otis and Eric wants things to change. After the assembly, Eric uh, plays a tune but no one cares. A new uh, head boy is introduced called Jackson Moretti. Eric gets shoved into a locker by Adam and gives him his money on his lunch. Otis bumps into Maeve and he he leaves as Maeve is chatting to Jackson. Uh, Maeve punches a boy. Adam sits beside Otis. Uh, Adam asks where Otis lives and they agree to meet at six at Otis's house. So Amy and Maeve sit in the the bathroom playing cards. Amy tells uh, Maeve about Adam's shortcomings. Amy uh, meets Ruby and the Untouchables and they uh, shame her for having ham as their vegan that week. Maeve is giving uh, test results for money. Adam shows up at Otis's house. Adam starts smoking in the house and he turns on the TV and there is a man scrotum on the television. Adam has a uh, snoop around the house and finds Jean's office. Otis explains his mom is a sex therapist and Jean and Adam have a smoke. Jean makes a joke about Adam not being able to uh, finish and he leaves. So Otis and Jean argue. Jean brings up Otis's lack of masturbation. 
Otis goes to his room and turns on music. Otis texts Eric. Eric is applying makeup and gets called by his dad and wipes it off. Maeve and Jackson uh, have sex in the car. Maeve gets out of the car after refusing a ride home. Uh, Adam arrives home and has to hand his uh, dad his phone. And his dad is the headmaster of Mordale. Amy is... uh, Amy is uh, waiting in Adam's room and tries to get him off. Uh, she's frustra- she gets frustrated and leaves. So Eric and Otis reflect on the Adam situation. Adam pushes Eric against the locker. Adam has Viagra in his locker and he texts Amy to meet him. He takes it. Amy refuses. And Adam keeps staring at Eric. So Otis is sitting beside Maeve in science. They are learning how to put condoms on. A video plays as of Otis's mom in class. Um, Otis and Maeve talk. They find Adam in a stall and he is having an issue. Uh, Maeve and Otis wait for Adam. Adam stores the, Adam shares the reason for his performance issues and turns out he has a lot in his mind. Otis gives a pep talk and it uh, fixes Adam's penis. Uh, Otis and Maeve promise to keep Adam's um, secret as long as he leaves Eric alone. Adam apologizes to Otis. Adam stands on a table and he shows everyone his package. Ruby tells uh, Amy to break up with Adam. Amy and Adam have sex and he finally performs well. Uh, but then Amy breaks up with him straight after. So Amy gets called to the... Uh, Adam gets called to the headmaster's office. Uh, the headmaster, aka his father, gives him detention for the rest of the term. Amy tells Maeve about the Adam breakup. Otis attempts to masturbate. He can hear his mother having sex. Jean's lover walks into Otis's room. Otis tells, tells Jean he can't masturbate and will deal with it all on his own. So Otis and Eric arrive at school. Adam throws a can at Eric and says the deal is up. Deal with Otis is off. So Maeve walks over to Otis and wants to talk. Maeve reveals a bunch of students' uh, sexual secrets. Maeve comes up with the idea for her and Otis to start a school sex therapy business. She'll handle the money. He just gives the advice. He agrees, and that is the end of the first episode of Netflix's Sex Education. Woo! So let's get into a discussion. So how far did you get in? I've only watched the first episode, but I'm, I was pleasantly surprised. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very good show. Um, I absolutely adore it. Um, I... I was also pleasantly surprised after I got over the first initial few minutes. Yeah, that was weird. Personally, I just found it like hard to watch. I don't know. I was like, you know what? I'm just not into it. But like, oh my God, as the seasons go on, I actually don't even want to talk about it too much. Evan. I need you to watch it all because... I probably will. I have to finish Stranger Things and then I'm going to start that. Oh, your jaw would be on the floor. Like, it's absolutely incredible. Like, I love it. Some of the stuff that happens, the storylines, like, it's just... Mwah, chef's kiss. I kind of have an idea of some of them because just from TikTok and social media and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, I really, yeah, I, I like, and I, a day when I saw it on Netflix, I saw the episode length, the first episode, fifty-two minutes. I was like, oh, here we go, it's gonna drag. And it, honestly, it flew by. It went by so fast, and I was like, oh my god, that's yeah. good pacing. That's what I need. They do. They have really good pacing, and that's coming from me. Like I could put one of them on and just get sucked straight in, and like not look at my phone or anything, and that's really hard for me. Yeah, really hard. Like I need something 
like that's how I know something either is really good or just has all of my attention like like it's just for me is when I it has all my attention but um I love Maeve and Amy's friendship yeah I do like that and that like blossoms more and more over as the seasons go is really cute um one of the the popular girls in it um who is she she's in um in Bridgerton yeah oh what's her name she's mm. Kate in Bridgerton yeah she's Kate in Bridgerton I'm gonna get her up now she is Simone Ashley she plays Olivia yeah she is Kate in Bridgerton and I was like whoa because I was like watching Bridgerton and I was like where do I know her from she was so familiar but um that's where I knew her from yeah no, it is. It's actually it's actually brilliant cast. I have to say, everyone is just so well cast. I think so too. I do think so too. Um, apparently the person who plays Amy, I think her real name is Amy, um, and Connor, sorry, uh, the fellow that plays Adam, were together in real life. Run away. Yeah. Like, I think it was just after they started filming, but I don't think they're together anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's sad. Um, yeah, very obviously love seeing Gillian Anderson in there. If you, anyone knows me, I actually love the X-Files. So like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So weird. But I was like, oh, my God, it's so weird to see you in this role. Like, what is going on? I know. No, honestly, like as it goes on, like there's so many good things. Oh, just an amazing show. I adore. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to actually properly get into it. Um, and I, I am excited to actually properly get into it as well. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the writing's very good. Yeah. Just very like smart and quippy and just like, because it's like, uh, and obviously this show is, sex education it's all about teenagers in school having sex didn't make me uncomfortable the way euphoria does yes i don't I, know what it is it's just done better it's honestly it's done like it's teenagers having sex in like secondary school or high school it's I not glorified it's not it's not glorified but it's not like it's not glorified, but it's not like hidden. But yeah. so, like, I feel like Euphoria is like, I don't know, porn stars having sex. Yeah. Let's just say, where like, but whereas like, in sex education, it's portrayed as literal teenagers having sex. Yeah. And that's, Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah. No, it is. It's just like, and these teenagers are messy and not perfect and and they don't know what they're doing and like they yeah. haven't really been taught and that like they don't know and I think there, there's like a few kind of um moments in there it's like oh my god will this give me this STD and blah 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 and you know stuff like that because it's stuff that they literally just aren't taught it was just so true I mean I mean we're gonna get to our own kind of uh history yeah. with sex education in our own lives but like you said like you you go through those years being like, "What? Well, I have no idea how anything works, how my body yeah. works, and I'm unprepared. Absolutely. And whereas I feel like that's actually portrayed in sex education, whereas in euphoria, it's like they all just know. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I actually was going to say to you, sex education is like euphoria just without the drugs. <laughs> euphoria but done well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I feel like that, to be honest. But, um, no, it's such, it's just such a, like, a feel-good show, even though there's some topics in it that are definitely not feel-good. Like, yeah. They do. It's funny because they cover kind of like heavy topics, but in a not heavy way at all. Yeah, I love comedies like that that cover heavy topics, but it, you, it's still a comedy at heart, and you just like you yeah, somber moments, but then you have like your comic relief moments as well. Exactly. Um, is it actually listed as a comedy? I think it's comedy drama. Oh. Yeah, because I um, I was like, I definitely personally wouldn't put it as a comedy. But if that's what they're doing, oh, yeah, comedy program, yeah. Genres, drama, comedy, drama, sex, comedy, coming of age, story, comedy. So. Yeah, anything else you want to say about it? No, I'm just very impressed. Uh, I'm going to continue it and... Yeah, can't wait. I heard Jemima Kirk is in the third season from Girls Who I Love. So, who was that? She plays. I think she plays a new headmistress in the third season. Oh, okay. which okay. I came on to this. I thought Jean was the headmistress for some reason. What do you mean? When I was going on to it, I was like, right. I had a gist, like an idea about what sex education is about. I was like, okay, it's the Elijah Wood looking guy, and his mom is more than likely the headmistress of this school who also teaches sex education i don't know why that was the idea i had in my head oh yeah no does she not work in the school a lot no she just is a sex therapist yeah imagine if your mom was a sex therapist yeah so you'll see as it goes on actually yeah jemima kirk is um she is the headmistress in season three um no she um Gillian Anderson, who plays what's her Jean. name? Jean. Jean, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, she's just a sex therapist who's oh, it's his mom. That's it. Yeah, imagine if your mom was a sex therapist. Yeah, I couldn't, to be honest. No. <laughs> I just can't. Not even that I don't want it. I just I just couldn't. No, you couldn't. No. No. It's just no. poor Otis. Oh, poor Otis, yeah. <laughs> so, to be fair, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, well, I don't know. I wouldn't like... <laughs> I'd like it now when I'm an adult. Oh, no. Those kind of conversations, no. No, I wouldn't have the conversations, but I just, I'd just i be like, you're mad cool. Okay. Right, I don't even want to think about that now. <laughs> it's cool. It's a cool thing. You should, there you go. You, need to, you should study to be a sex therapist. Me? I don't know. I'm not able for that. I'm too Catholic, Catholicized. I'm too... I was too, like, raised, like, sex is bad. I can't talk about sex with people. Okay, you're not Catholic. Christian? I don't know. No, I'm not Christian. I'm Catholic. Well, I'm not, but, I mean, like, I was raised in a Catholic school. I wasn't, now, in fairness. I did make my communion, but I, I didn't go to Catholic school. No, I went to Catholic school. Like, I was, like... I was 
so afraid of going to hell because it was ingrained in me at such a young age that like when I was 12 I used to go to mass every single Sunday by myself so that I wouldn't go to hell because I was so afraid of going to hell and there we go organized religion is a cult we said it here we've said it multiple times but I really truly believe it because like I have been I grew up like I was christened I was communion I was confirmed like I've done all the stages so far and it genuinely just like yeah like sex is bad can't talk about it <laughs> it's not I'm just messing saying that like but you no. know <laughs> so did I ever tell you I wanted to get a purity ring when I was like 12 why to be like the Jonas Brothers <laughs> oh yeah of course and my dad one as well that was obviously did not did not last see that's like mad Christian that's not Catholic like well, I'm not a religious person anyway, so there. I know. I wish I was. I may have made my communion, but communion money's locked away. I still don't have access to it. Yeah. I uh, know. I, I actually got given all my communion confirmation money. Oh, God. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so this is a segment I'm going to introduce, actually. Uh, so this, if you are wondering why the cast of Sex Education look, look familiar, this segment is called Where Do I Know Them From? So Ooh. you can figure out where you know them from so i'm gonna look him up this is how you pronounce his name asa butterfield asa butterfield asa butterfield so if you if you think he looks familiar you might know him uh from uh, the movie son of rambo or as bruno in the boy in the striped pajamas yes he's also norman in nanny mcphee and the big bang and hugo in the movie hugo and ender in ender's game uh, he's also been in other films such as Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, uh, The House of Tomorrow, Journey's End, Space Between Us, uh, Slaughterhouse Rules, Greed, and most recently, Choose or Die. Mm-hmm. Um, since since appearing in Sex Education, he also uh, played Brandon Boyd in 50 States of Fright in 2020. He's currently uh, filming a movie called All Fun and Games, with Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. Huh, cool. So next up, I mean, we don't need to explain where she comes from. It's Miss Gillian Anderson. Um, so she is probably best known from her role as Agent Scully uh, on The X-Files, one of my absolute most favorite things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been in multiple projects and guest starred on so many shows. She also played the role of DSU Stella Gibson on The Fall alongside Jamie Dornan as well as Dr. Morier in Hannibal. She uh, was uh, played Margaret Thatcher in the 2020 season of The Crown. She has appeared as Joanna in The Great. Most recently, she appeared in The First Lady as Eleanor Roosevelt, which is on Paramount Plus, which is coming to Ireland later this month in the UK, if you want to get on that. Hmm. So film-wise, she's done a lot of theatre, actually. She's done... Shows like The Vagina Monologues, A Streaker Named Desire, All About Eve. And film-wise, she has done, I mean, endless amounts of film work. Uh, She's been in uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, uh, Sister, I'll Follow You Down. I don't even need to go on anymore. She just has an extensive resume. Oh, she's amazing. She is just, she's the most well-known person. Yeah. We have none other than Shuti Gatva, if you can pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> finally. So uh, since so if he looks familiar, you might 
he might know him from Horrible Histories, the movie Rotten Romans, or the movie uh, from last year, uh, The Last Letter from Your Lover. He's also uh, appeared on shows like Bob Servant, Stonemouth, and Masters of Air. Uh, he's appeared on stage in many different productions, including Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare in Love, A Midsummer's Night Dream, The Claim, The Rivals. He is gearing up to play the 14th Doctor and the first Black Doctor Who on the BBC series Doctor Who. And he's also going to be in the Barbie movie playing Ken, or a version of Ken, in Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie. That's so good. I'm actually so happy. I love him. Yeah, me too. Beautiful human. So next up, we have Miss Emma Mackey. So she often gets compared to none other than Margot Robbie, because they do look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's established herself outside of being a lookalike. She's appeared in films such as Tick, Eiffel and Death on the Nile and the TV and the television film The Winter Lake. She's also joining Shooty in Greta Gerwig's Barbie, playing, of course, Barbie, and is playing Emily Bronte in the movie Emily, which is in post-production right now. Wow. So next up, we have Connor Swindles, who plays Adam. Uh, so he has appeared in films such as Versus, The Vanishing, Emma and the Barbarians. He's appeared in shows such as Harlots, Jamestown, Vigil. And he, he is about to star in the upcoming miniseries SAS Rogue Heroes as David Sterling. And he joins his fellow sex education co-stars Shuti and Emma in Barbie. Wow, what's he doing in Barbie? I'd say he's playing another version of Ken, is he? I don't know. They're playing. They get. They're getting like multiple Barbies and cans. It's gonna be very weird. Oh yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do with that movie. So whoever's casting sex, sex education must be working on this movie. Yeah. So next up we have Keeter Williams Sterling, who plays who does he play? Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um. He, if he looks familiar, he you might know him from films such as Shank, Drink Drugs, and KFC. <laughs> You Were Me, uh, Montana, not Hannah Montana, you guys. Um, Elderflower, Two Graves, and Changeland. TV-wise, he's appeared in so many things, such as The Bill, Doctors. He played the main role of Tom in Wolfblood. He has appeared in the series Roots, Death in Paradise, Will, and Small Axe. Hmm. Next up, we have Alistair Petrie, who plays... None other, where is this gone? He plays none other than Michael Groff, aka the headmaster. So if he looks familiar, you might know his, you know, you might know him from films such as Man to Man, The Duchess, Devil's Playground, Ashes, Rush, Vendetta, Kicking Off, Silent Errors, Rogue One, Hellboy, Sulfur Might, and The Cursed. Um he's also appeared in TV shows such as Holby City. Uh, Perfect Disaster, Cranford, Gracie, Midsummer Murders, Death in Paradise, Whitechapel, uh, Lucan, he played Joff, a recurring role in Utopia, um, and since appearing in Sex Education, he's been in Agatha and the Midnight Murders, which is a TV movie, and Why Didn't They Ask Evans? He's also uh, going to be starring as Dr. Robert Chance in The Following Events Are Based on a Pack of Lies. Mm-hmm. So next up we have Amy Lee Wood, who plays Amy um, so her uh, resume is very extensive. She's a very, very big stage actress. She was in Mary Stewart, People, Places and Things, Downstate and Uncle Vanya. Film-wise, she's appeared in Hen, 
uh, The Electrical Life of Louis Vane and is going to be uh, Margaret Wood in the upcoming movie Living. Hmm. And finally, we'll end on this one, Miss Simone Ashley. So uh, she has appeared in films such as Boogeyman, Sparrow, Detective Pikachu and Bulldog. She is going to be a she has appeared in TV shows such as Broadchurch, Doctors, Casualty, uh, The Sister, and of course, as Kate Charmer, most recently in Bridgerton. And she is going to be in the, uh, be in the upcoming Little Mermaid live adaptation. Oh, that's cool. So it, that's so if you wonder where you know them from, that's where you know them from. That's where you know them from. So next up, we're going to talk about the success of sex education. So sex education has a 95% on run. Uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been nominated for 12 BAFTAs, which include Amy D, Amy Lou Wood won for Best Female Comedy Performance. It won four National Comedy Awards, and Netflix has confirmed another season is coming. It is, can't we? It is. So next up, we're going to get on to some sex education horror stories. So before we do that, let's just talk about our own experiences with sex education. <laughs> So Katie, what I, sex education like in your life? Um, as I said, like, grew up in like real kind of like right. Okay, look, my mom's not mad religious, right? But she just pretends like she's. But like, I don't know. Like, it's not that it was ever really a taboo thing yeah. in my life, but it is just something that no one really like spoke about, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when we were in sixth class, they were like, "Oh, we." have to like teach us about like sex education ah. so then they like bring these people in that come in and like talk about stuff like but when they talked about stuff like they literally just told us about like periods and all that they didn't actually like tell us about like our bodies and and stuff like that and even in secondary school it was the same kind of thing they just they taught us about stis and like pregnancy and all and that was it I'm like there's way more to it than that like do you know what I mean like I don't think ever once in so I probably had sex education in like sixth class probably like first second year and then maybe like fifth or sixth year mm-hmm. it's three times and I don't think the conversation of consent once ever came up yeah because that's just not where we were at the time. And I don't even know if it's still what we talk about in school. So basically, I don't have a lot of um, history with sex education, as in like in my actual life. Um, I think I learned things from the internet, from like my friends who had like maybe older siblings and stuff. And that was it. Mm. What about you, Evan? So, I mean, there's kind of different ways that you can interpret that. So there's like different types of sex education that would have, would have occurred in my life at, you know, a young age. So there was always the talk, which isn't necessarily sex education, but it is in some way related. Mm-hmm. So you would have, I would have had the talk with either my mom or dad when I was 12, maybe. No, so um, you didn't do that. Your, your parents didn't do that. Your mom didn't do that at all, no? Nah, she went, do you know what sex is? And I was like, yeah, she's like, very grand. <laughs> <laughs> right, you sorted, there you go. Um, yeah, and then just eat the talk. And then I had the, everyone, some people had the talk, some people had the book. I had the talk, and then I got the book, okay? 
so I had this book called Just for Boys. Wow. <laughs> which was like obviously designed for like 12 year old lads. And it was like just all cartoon drawings of like how your body works and like where you're going to grow hair. And it's like. I actually had a book like that too. Every, everyone had a book. Like, yeah, mine. I think mine was like called like the girl's guide to survival or something like that. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, it saved my life, so thanks so much. <laughs> but I do know the book, actually. I was like, what are you talking about? Now I know the book. Yeah, so there was the book. Um, So the book, I just remember, like, like what is this? I don't, why? I wish I had been a bit, a bit more aware, because then I still don't know how my body works at 26. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, that's what I said to you. Genuinely don't know. <laughs> don't know what's going on. And then, so obviously there is, like, that in learning how your body works. But then there's actual, you take it into the school system, actual sex education. Mm. So I suppose there's two types that you would, that we would have done. You would have learned about the reproductive system in science. Yeah. Which is just uh, repro- reproduction, yeah. uh, you know, sexual intercourse to, to have a child, how the body works in terms of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that you learn about that. At 13 no one takes it seriously first of all I feel like not that it, it no it's not too young like I say it's too young but it's just like you need to like say to your students right let's take it seriously let's you know have a have the not have the conversation like because obviously if you're a science teacher just how do I say this I don't know I don't know what you're trying to say I know you know what I'm trying to say like you know obviously like if a 13 year old lad is in science class learning about the reproductive system he's gonna laugh at a penis do you know what I mean yeah and so one of my teachers actually <clears throat> I remember my science teacher I think we were talking about this and my science teacher was literally like right get all the giggles out <laughs> there we go that's what you should do get, they have to yeah. get all the giggles out and they then did. you can actually teach them do you know what I mean that's what he did he was like get all the giggles out and said all the words that might make people laugh said like vagina said penis said all the words that might make people laugh and all the uncomfortable like because it probably is uncomfortable for some people as well and get all the uncomfortableness out and then they're like right we ready and then they're ready and then if anybody did act up after that they probably were sent out because let's be real like the teachers in my school had to be strict because we they were like 90 percent were bastards so you know um (laughs) not like I'm technically a bastard, but I didn't mean like that. I meant like <laughs> just little shites, like yeah. Uh, wow. So obviously, as I was saying, there's the, obviously the science side of things, the reproductive side, and then there's actual sex ed, which in my school would have been a part of SVHE, which if you're not from Ireland is social, personal health, and whatever the E stands for. Um, <laughs> environmental. Environment. I thought it was education. Um, or maybe it's education. <laughs> so it was part of SPHE and it was like I think it was like a six-week course and it was like there was two teachers that did it so one was like a much older not not much older she was like an older lady right yeah and it was like I think she just she just been doing it a while she just kind of talked about it whatever but then again we just like and then it was like does anyone have any questions no one puts their hands up because how do you know if your question is embarrassing at 13 years of age yeah. And then there was another teacher who did it. She was like younger at the time. I think she was like 25 or whatever, which Jesus Christ, I thought that was old. <laughs> um, and she would always be like trying to like, it's like, you know, when the teacher tries to be too like cool mm. and you're like, it's like 
Is that I am my niece? She thinks I'm so uncool. And she's like nearly 13, which doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> and she's like, she thinks I'm so uncool and so lame. And I was like, oh God, I was you once. Um, yeah. And now I am the thing that I fear. So there's that. And that was like a six week course. It was learning basically how our bodies work. Mm. There was no, and at the time, there's no talk of same sex intercourse. No. No talk of consent, like you said. No. No protection was rarely mentioned. No, I say it's mentioned in my school. You see, I it it wasn't really mentioned that much. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, yeah. No, to be fair, I agree with you. It wasn't like like drilled in. It was just yeah. like you should do it. So it was pretty poor in my school. Now it's it kind of left the SVHA curriculum and became its own subject. I believe it was like every Friday. Um, it like it, when I was in about fifth or sixth year, because mm-hmm. like even like at what seventeen, eighteen, I, we still had to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of became its own thing, which kind of got a bit better. And then that that was kind of when the topic of same sex um sexual intercourse was coming into the curriculum and then I remember this so that's when that happened but again I st- still didn't feel prepared yeah. uh, even at such a at 16 or however old I was at that time yeah and I remember actually so we're going to talk about some like I found a BuzzFeed uh, article that's like called the sex education horror stories but there was one that I remember from my school I would have been in my fifth or sixth year and I remember we wanted to book the assembly hall out for a project that we were doing and they had to do it with music or whatever. Yeah. We wanted to book the assembly hall. But we couldn't get it because it was a two day thing for first years on. What that was, was that they brought in a specialist to talk to the first year boys who were watching so much pornography. They were degrading the women the way the men degrade the women in porn, basically. Okay. So, and I just remember thinking that was shocking. So that's that's also sex education as well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, learning to respect should be also be a part yeah, of Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, oh, I also remember learning a lot about wet dreams, which, like, I don't... I think I remember that too. Yeah, but, like, I mean, it's relevant to you, whether it's not relevant to me. <laughs> right, well, okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's you, relevant to young men, I suppose. Yeah, like, yeah, not you specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like you have the organ they were talking about. I was That's like, true. what do I need to learn about? So did you? You went to an all-girls school, did you? No, I went to a mixed. Oh. Yeah. So I got a lot of boy stuff as well. Oh yeah. Do you know what I hate? Oh, this just turned into a brand of best education. Do you know what I hated? What? That they separated us. The boys and the girls. Yeah. Make them learn about periods. Oh, I, yeah. I sure. feel like you shouldn't. If I know about wet dreams, you should know about periods. For sure. For sure. You were 100% <laughs> that, right about that. That's all I'm saying. No, you um, About pregnancy and everything else that comes with it. You boys need to know about that. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm just saying. Sorry. That was just a little round. That is right. Now that is right. Mm-hmm. And also, <laughs> this is this is not a story that pertains to me. But apparently, in my sister, my sister went to an all girls Catholic school. Okay. So they were taught 
sex education by nuns. Yes. And I've heard, I know some people went to Catholic school who, who were taught sex education by nuns. Doesn't, doesn't resonate with you if it's coming from a nun. You're not going to take it seriously. No. No. So I remember my sister was graduating school, probably 2000, I don't know what year, mid 2000s. Um, and it's their graduation ceremony is a mass. And there were girls there who either had their babies or had baby bumps sitting there in their school uniform going up to the priest to get their diploma. Yeah. Not shaming, just saying. No. Better education is needed. And like, look, sure, look, it can happen to anybody. But like the, even in like my school, when I was like in school and around time, like there was a lot of like teenage pregnancy and all. And again, not shaming. And I'm not saying that's either even a necessarily bad thing, but like personally i don't know but is it a case that like it's just because they weren't educated or is it a case that they just didn't care because because they weren't do you know what i mean yeah well i'm sure everyone that i know that has had a kid at a young age is like absolutely thrilled and like wouldn't change it for the world but do you know what i mean could it have been prevented like i'm saying like these people probably now wouldn't have wanted it to be prevented but like for some people that aren't so lucky, that aren't so happy, like, can stuff like this be prevented? And yeah. it can, and it's your education. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, gonna read this BuzzFeed article called "17 Sex Education Horror Stories to Make You Reflect on Your Innocence on Your Innocence or Lack Thereof." Okay. And then the big if is the sex education teacher from Mean Girls being like, "Everybody takes some rubbers." Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So this first one is called uncircomfortable <laughs> my sex ed teacher brought a kid who was wearing a shirt with two long sleeve sleeve long sleeves uh, up to the front of the classroom and proceeded to explain what an uncircumcised penis looks like <laughs> Katie's face is just, she's like in shock immediately no <laughs> God. I'm sorry. What? Why a long sleeve? Like what? <laughs> Who just picks someone and just is like, oh yeah, this is how it works. I just can't wrap my head around that. That's funny. That's oh, very okay. funny. So this second one is called this. The sex one. <laughs> this we said sex so many times. The second one is called Barry White Voice. Let's talk about coitus. It was nine. It was a ninth grade health with Mr. Lamb. Dude was an absolute gem of a human being, but his voice sounded exactly like Barry White, like all of the time. So anytime he tried to say anything remotely sexual, it sounded like the voiceover for a raunchy R&B song. This obviously made us freshmen erupt in laughter constantly. Poor guy just couldn't get through a lesson for three straight weeks. Ah, uh, I feel bad for him. Oh, he poor Mr. Lamb. Oh, God. Poor Mr. Lamb. These are all assholes. <laughs> so this one's called the condom cowgirl my health teacher in high school told us condoms are strong and they are very stretchy don't believe any guy who says they don't fit him she then pulled out three condoms that were available in the health office proceeded to pull one over her hand and up past her elbow like it was a fancy costume glove spread her fingers out as wide as they could go stretch two remaining of the said condoms over her cowboy boots and walk around non-stop for over six hours before one of them broke <laughs> Oh my god, what? 
she put condoms over her boots. Her boots, her hands, like they were gloves. Here, sorry, but like honestly, you made your point. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe oh. that it could fit around a cowboy boot. How small were her feet? How big was the condom? <laughs> <laughs> because I know for a fact they do come in different sizes, and so no. they're cut. Well, like I mean. Yeah, like you know, they do come in different sizes, and so there could like there could be one that's too small for someone, like yeah, okay. <laughs> and it, I'm not getting into it, I'm just saying, like that's that's fair. No, that is a fair point, okay. So, this next one is called Which Came First, the Chicken or the Girl's Period? When I was a senior in high school, a guy asked, a guy I had a crush on pulled me aside one day and asked, So, when a girl has her period, she just lays an egg in the toilet, right? I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I answered him or I just stared at him. Yeah, like, honestly, like... The boys need to learn. And it's not, like, yeah, like, it's not their fault. Like, he was a man that just don't have a clue. Because, like, they just weren't taught it because, like, that, like, it's seen as... No, not really anymore, but, like, it used to be seen as, like, shameful and, all oh, you can't talk about... I can't talk about it. I can't talk about something that happens to me 12 times a year. To a mm-hmm. man who doesn't have the experience, the least a man can do is listen to me. Yeah. Like, honestly, oh, and even, like, you know, growing up, people are like, oh, hide your tampons and here's a bag for your pads and all. Now I just whip them out and I'm like, yeah, have a period. And what? I'm bleeding right now. And look at me. I'm still in work. If this was you, you'd be at home now. Okay. So this next one about... <laughs> Okay, this next one. There was a kid in class who raised his hand and asked, what's it called when a girl sprays out that liquid during sex? Jesus. The teacher responded, girls don't do that. He said, trust me, I've seen it. It's real. I've seen it in a bunch of videos. She never <laughs> responded. That was sixth grade. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. And then this next one. I was filling in for the ninth grade life skills teacher when she was at an appointment and she had left a chart for the kids to fill in with different birth control methods, their uh, percent effectiveness and any side effects. I was at the front of the room leading the discussion with the information they needed to fill in their charts. The last method on the chart was abstinence. I said, there are, there are no side effects. One of the freshman boys raised his hand and said, I know a side effect of abstinence, carpal tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even pretend that it was inappropriate. I laughed as hard as the kids did. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like that there's sometimes good. you have to just laugh along. Like you can't even be like, that's not funny, because it is. <laughs> that is so good. No, that is so funny. That's really good. So this next one. One day in health class, we were supposed to play an online health Jeopardy game, but the teacher accidentally chose a sex positions one instead. Oh no! Well, I mean, I do even still education. Like, <laughs> right? Okay, it might be a little bit inappropriate, but it's not if you're teaching them about it. But that's it. I think everything should be covered. That is true. I do. I think everything. Every should be everything everything. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it sucks for the teacher because that could be a sackable offence since it wasn't cleared by anybody. But 
This next one. I went to a Catholic middle school in eighth grade. They made us watch a video that was basically, don't have sex or you'll die. The woman speaking in the video literally said she could tell if a girl has had sex or not by looking into her eyes and gazing into her into her spirit. Yeah. <laughs> this next one. A teacher accidentally hit a girl in the face with a dildo. We did not learn how to put on condoms that year. Oh, we did a thing in ninth grade where anyone could write down a question anonymously. One was the average penis size. This was in the early 90s, so that was something we could just Google. It wasn't something we, we could just Google. The sex ed teacher, who was probably the high, highly trained at coaching football, but probably not at sex ed, told us between seven and nine inches. Probably every guy nervously glanced around the room and tried to put on their shirt. That sounds about right face. I was convinced for about a year that I had a micro Oh, my God. (laughs) Poor education. Yeah. Okay. I got singled out for a scenario about how a relationship develops along with a boy who I didn't like. We had to stand in front of the class while she described random situations where we might end up having unprotected sex and why it was bad. I was not attracted to this boy, and I'm sure he wasn't attracted to me either. Hearing her talk about us having sex was nightmarish. True. Ah, that's not that bad. Shut up and just listen to your teacher. Yeah, but that's awkward. Like when you're like 14. Yeah, it's awkward. It's not a horror story. Like a horror story is like the boy who was made like pretend his sleeve was. Pretend to be a girl. Like circumcised penis. No, that that is that's the worst one. That's a horror story. Like you having to stand beside a boy is the worst thing in the world. (laughs) This next one, my friend's mom bought a sexual reproduction pop up book. It covers both male and female, so you would open it up and the uterus and fallopian tubes would pop up at your face. You can only imagine the fun we had. <laughs> I don't know. They're hardly more educated than some other people. Hmm. Uh, it was sixth grade sex ed, and at the end of the class, the teacher opened the floor t- for questions. She said we could ask anything as long as it was a serious question. The only question I remember is when a boy asked, is it okay to have sex with your sister, right? The teacher stared at him for a while, for what felt like a minute, and said no. <laughs> what that's weird i need to know what happened to this boy Mm, we probably had sex with his sister oh god in sixth grade i learned the term popping your cherry for some friends from some friends in sex ed class i went home with this newly found knowledge and accused my older sister of having her cherry popped she broke out in tears and my mom grounded me for a week i got my mic and i'm flying that's a lack of education. That is so stupid. Okay, in high school, our sex ed teacher had a big section on condoms, which cultivated with the class, betting on how stretchy they were to disprove the I'm too big for them excuse. Well, one pump and one condom later, we had our answer about the size of a long watermelon. As as our teacher was going to try pop it to, to prove it was, though, our principal walked in, saw our teacher smacking the shit out of an inflated condom and just backed away slowly. It was hilarious. <laughs> See the stretchiness? Someone's trying to prove it. Yeah. I went to Catholic school, so for sex ed, they broke up guys and girls into two rooms. A nun taught the girls and the, pr- and the priest taught the boys. 
Anyway, the priest taught us about masturbation, and I'll never forget his line. Masturbation is perfectly normal. In fact, 95% of men admit to doing it one time or another. The other 5% are liars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Catholic schools, man. You love them. Uh, trust me, they're not fun places. And then this is the final one. My mom was my school's sex ed teacher. No context needed. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, I'm just going to say this one. So school is now in session. Unfortunately, it's our actual sex education class. Oh, um, we do have a pop quiz in the Netflix show, Sex Education. Katie, what? are you ready for this pop quiz? I am ready. Okay. So question one. What is the name of the secondary school where the series takes place? Oh, for fuck's sake. You said this earlier. Yeah, I know. What do you think I can remember? Mm. Mournville High. You are close. Was Moordale secondary oh, school? Moorville High. Moorville High. <laughs> anyway, go on. question two: Where does Otis usually meet his sex therapy clients? In in the in the old bathrooms. Yep, that's correct. So true or false? The students wear uniforms in season three. True. That's correct. Question four, which character, uh, which characters often smoke in the abandoned bathrooms together? Maeve and Amy. That is correct. Uh, question five, this is multiple choice. What kind of business does Adam get a job in? Is it a restaurant, a pharmacy, a supermarket, or a call center? A supermarket? No, it's a pharmacy. It's a, no, it's a shop. Is it? Uh, is it? It's a corner shop. Oh, that counts. I'll give you that. There's a pharmacy, pharmacy in it. like. Both. Okay, so corner shop, supermarket, same thing. Yeah, yeah okay, right. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, okay, right. okay, question six, another multiple choice one. What is Adam's nickname? Knobzilla, Boyzilla, Blowzilla, or Farmzilla? Knobzilla? Yep. Question seven, what is Mr. Groff's first name? Uh, Leslie. No, it's Michael. Oh, okay. Uh, question eight, true or false? Uh, Otis loses his virginity to Ruby. True. Yep. Question nine, which two characters ride bikes to school? Otis and um, um, Shooty's character, who I can't remember the name of now. Um, his friend. <laughs> I'll give you half a point. It's just Eric and Otis. Eric, I forgot. I forgot the character's name. And question ten: What year did Sex Education debut on Netflix? Two thousand and nineteen. That is correct. Woo. I also forgot to include this in. Um, where do I know them from? The girl who plays Ruby. You might recognize her as Cindy Beale from EastEnders. Ah. Oh. There we go. Forgot to include that. I meant to include that, but I forgot. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, so moving on, we're going to put sex education on our pop scale. We base it on its place in pop culture and how it's really like you, Katie, out of five. What do you give sex education? I'm going to give it a five. I love it. It has <laughs> such a good place in pop culture. It has 95% of Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's just brilliant. The casting is amazing. The actors are amazing. The writing is amazing. The scenery is great. And I just love it. What about you, Evan? Uh, well, because I'm a newcomer, I can't really give it the full five, but I will give it a four. Okay. So far, good. so far, I've only watched one episode, but I, I'm really impressed. 
Yeah, now me and Kevin and a lot of people love it. So you know, of course, I have to give it that. Yeah, of course. And now it's such a big thing for me to like like something so much that is honestly like that is like what some of the episodes are like an hour long. Mm -hmm. That's like two episodes of a regular show that I would watch normally. Like I can only really watch like sitcoms because I can only really do half an hour. So the fact that I'm so obsessed with a show that's an hour long each episode, it's doing something right. Absolutely. So next up, we're going to talk about what's pop and we talk about what, we're in, what we are enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what is popping with you? Uh, what is popping with me? I recently watched the show Big Boys. OK. Um, do you know what that is, Evan? It sounds familiar. Is it on Disney Plus? No, it's um, it was on all four, like Channel 4. I watched it on all four. Oh, that's, so... What's his name? Dairy Girls. Dylan, Dylan Lelwyn. Yeah, Llewellyn. Yeah. Is Llewellyn. What is it? Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Yeah. Dylan Llewellyn um, is in it and it's just amazing. It's so good. Um, and it is sad, like as in like they do talk about like topics of like deceased parents and stuff. I'm just going to give trigger warning because I wish I had that at start <laughs> because, uh, yeah, but it's great. I absolutely adored it. Um and what else is popping with me? I'm I'm rewatching Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, the two Johnnies podcast, right? I'm sure everyone that's listened to this has heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a current thing going on. It's called the GAA Catfish. Okay. So it's about um like it, so the two Johnnies has been going on years, but it's their they started it in May and they have two episodes about it and it's crazy Evan honestly listen to it it's about like an Irish person who has catfished like Irish people okay wow that sounds interesting what's popping with you this week so um uh, went to the happier than ever Billy Eilish world tour so that you did it was an emotional wreck it texted Katie being like I'm gonna be taking her here in a stretcher uh Evan was having cardiac arrest like I was. That's okay, though. And I just bought my eyes out the whole time, and it was amazing. It's the best concert ever, and I just love Billie Eilish so much. Um, the latest episode of the Unpopular Opinions podcast on toxic fandoms, because they had a listener suggestion from someone oh. called Evan Murphy. I don't know who he is. Um, Actually, it was Evan is a place on earth. Yes, him. Go for <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is me. <laughs> um, that is you. They, of course, I love them. They're so, they're so sweet. They're so nice. Um, so they're just like, we, me, we both love them. So nothing new there. We do, we do, we do. Nothing new there. And I started watching this new show on Disney Plus called Abbott Elementary. Okay. So it's like a workplace comedy. It's kind of like, kind of like Modern Family, The Office, the way that's shot. So it's set in an elementary school uh, that's very underfunded and just like very underprivileged so some familiar faces in there as well uh you might know Cheryl D. Ralph as the stepmom from Moesha she plays like the yeah. oldest character. uh you might know James Tyler I'm gonna google his name actually I know this is not an Abbott Elementary episode but I just have to be right so uh Tyler James Williams that's his name you he plays Gregory in Abbott Elementary, but you might know him as uh, Lucas from The Walking Dead or as Chris from Everybody Hates Chris. Oh. 
And uh, also Lisa Ann Walter, who you might know as Chessie from one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, The Parent Trap. Mm-hmm. There's some familiar faces in there to pull you in. And it's also just a very funny show. So there. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, so that's what's popping with me. Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little rating on Spotify and a little review on Apple Podcasts if you so wish. And if you would like to share us with your family and friends, they can find us anywhere they get the podcasts. Yeah, so that was our sex education episode. We hope you feel educated. <laughs> you better, because we were giving facts. We were straight up <laughs> facts. Um, anyway, uh, that was our sex education episode, and you'll hear from us next week. Bye.